Welcome to the Mindset Artistry Podcast. This is Amanda DeWoe, a self-authenticity, prosperity life coach and actor or actress per your reference. And I'm Janelle Koloski, a career and mindset coach and an actor as well. Over the course of our lives, we've taken on the journey of healing, living, and being authentically ourselves as we successfully build individual careers. We're your hosts, and we're here to flip your mindset to teach you the artistry of what we learned will keep your mind in check. This podcast is designed for you, so you can discover your goals and courageously reach them at your highest potential while being 100,000% yourself. What you'll get from us is real dirty a little okay more like a lot of quirky along with empathy edge and a safe space if you're ready to build a mindset that is unapologetically you and excel beyond the stars you're in the right place we're going to be talking about something pretty fascinating and i would say amanda is much better at dealing with this than i am because i've never done well with uh, concepts people are, I consider blanket statements or what I like to call bumper stickers where people just say, oh, you shouldn't care what people think. Well, we all know that. But what Amanda and I always want you to do is to dig deeper and ask yourself, why do you care? Why are you letting other people control your life? What happened at some point in time that shifted your perspective and your lens on life that made you give your control over to others. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining. And so I always thought it was kind of funny. I can't remember when this was said to me, but someone said, well, you know, what other people think of you really isn't your business. And that's confusing, right? Because if, the, if your mouth, if your, if your name is in their mouth, then isn't that your business? But the thing is, and I put it in the post already, we're all walking around like little mini like projectors, just projecting all these movies around us of how the world is and how things work and everything is so black and white um, until you expand your mind and try to think about other things. And all of it, and we talked about this before as well, how before the age of seven, a lot of your world perspective is shaped based on the conditioning that happened before the age of seven. And that is the lens that you see life through. And I, and I know many of my friends and I'm sure people watching you think, well, but as I grow and change, I do change my perspective, but I'm talking about your ego. I'm not talking about your conscious mind because how many times have you said, I want to do this and then you don't, or I want to get along with this person, but then you can't, or I don't want to care about what this person thinks, but then you still do. And when that keeps happening, that means something is going on subconsciously and your ego is trying to protect you. And I don't mean ego, like I'm so fly, my head can't fit through the door. What I'm talking about is the super ego that protects you. That's literally its job. So if something bad happened to you socially, let's say in the past, your ego will never let that happen again. It is not going to let it happen again. <laughs> No matter what it takes, if something even looks a little bit like what hurt you in the past, all the fear is just going to shoot up. And I know we've all experienced this. And Amanda, I would love uh, an example you could give us of something that surprised you where you were just living your life and your ego surprised you. Where you're like, well, where did that come from? And why do I care what that person thinks? What happened? That's so cool. That's um interesting. Trying to think of a really good one here. Um because I, I think uh so often now I pay attention to it. So I'm you know, I'm kind of I try to nip it in the butt as soon as I can. But okay, all right, I'll take it. I, I got one. I got one for you now. Right? Got one for you. 
And this is, and, and I've told you this already. Um, sometimes like it'll, it'll happen occasionally where my ego would kick in or try to interfere with um, me celebrating other people and their wins because this competitive mindset tries to go, well, she can't have it. I can't. So this competitive mindset comes in. So like, for example, um, Nellie will tell me she, I don't know, a, a book. I forgot what you booked something. I forget what it was. You booked something, or maybe it was your your headshots. She's like, oh, I'm going to do these headshots. And like, you got all these um, things about you, like your, the characters that you want to create these headshots for. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And I'm like really excited for you. Like you've got the, the character types that you want to, you know, really create for your, you know, repertoire as an actor and as an artist. And then I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. That's really inspiring. And I'm supportive. I'm like, that's so good. I, you deserve that. And then something was creeping in from the back was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Why is she doing it? And I'm not, I deserve to do the same thing. Whoa, hold on. Like what, 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 well, where's the money going to come from? Where's this going to come And then I started, you know, I saw, saw that kind of creeper coming in like a stalker from, from the past or something. And I was like, wait, that's not even, that's not even how I really feel. It was a very egotistical mindset that was coming in that was making me competitive with my friend and if you're not aware of that and I was so aware of it and I immediately told her like oh my gosh I'm so jelly but I'm I'm dead serious and then I was like no I'm not I'm you know I'm so proud of you I'm so that's amazing it's inspiring for me to do the same if not my own version of it right it's inspiring and I had told myself I was like whoa first of all where is it coming from like what first of all you're not Janelle she's not me and I love the girl. I love her so much and she deserves it all. And so I quickly snapped out of it because I knew that it wasn't my real feeling. It wasn't my love and heart. It was this competitive version of myself that wanted to be the top of everything, that wanted to outbeat everybody. And that also doesn't serve me. And it was a version of me that didn't serve me. And I understood that too. It's like, well, if I'm going to live in that mindset, just for example, for a day or two, all it's going to do is now make me look at her a bit different, start treating her a bit different and other people, and also start doing things that are not necessarily aligned with what I need to do for my art and as an artist. So I'll start doing things to out maybe shine her. And I'm like, well, that's not serving me, nor is it serving her. And how can, at the end of the day, how can she be my friend? Because I wouldn't want to be my friend. So I nipped it in the butt instantly, but there was the logic that kind of came out of that concept of like, whoa, where's this egotistical feeling coming from, you know? Uh, and I'm very realistic about it. Like it happens, we're human. It's normal, totally normal. But it's the actions that you do after that define who you are. And so that, that was a moment that recently came up that I was like, oh girl, mm -mm, this ain't me. This is not good for my soul. Like <laughs> I need to go to church, honey. Like I need to, I need to pray it out. Like it was just like, I wasn't having it. I was like, we're not doing this. Like this is not even... This is not even a good feeling either. It wasn't even a good feeling to think about or feel. And I was like, <gasps> like it just, it put a heavy weight on my stomach. And I knew that it wasn't even rooted in my truth and my heart. That's why I knew it also wasn't right is that I paid attention to my body and where it was coming from. So that was a, a recent moment. It happens even through the healing, even through all yeah. the learning, it happens. And that doesn't necessarily, and again, it surprised the heck out of me. Because uh -huh. it was the first time in a really long time that I actually even came up. I don't think it has come up at all with you. So for that to come up, I was like, whoa, what, what am I not doing? 
Mm-hmm. That's what it came down to. It's like, what am I not doing that the fear is coming up or something like that is coming up? Yeah. I love that. And you're bringing up the next point I was thinking of. And yes, taking responsibility for it and also having the grace to just understand, hey, I'm human. And okay, cool. That's weird. But let me address it and not push it down. And it really sounds like what everything boils down to is it's fear-based, right? It's just a fear of not having a scarcity thing. And it's really hard, especially when we want something so badly, whether it be an acting career or certain relationships in our life, friendships, whatever, what have you. And so, hello, everybody that's just joining. And so something that has really helped me recently, and I've been working through it and breathwork is you know, if I really want the relationship with you, if I really want the career or I want all these things, I can really upset myself and try to control the narrative. And it's not about like controlling in this weird way. It's actually coming out of like a safety thing because growing up, um, there were many times where I didn't feel safe. And I had to kind of check in with people and see where everybody was at to feel safe because it just wasn't clear. There were many times where it should have been clear because I was the child and not adult, but it wasn't clear. And so that's something I want everybody watching to pay attention to. Am I acting like my little kid self? And it's not like you're acting like a baby, but it's just like, is the pattern that you're seeing in your life now that you're still having issues breaking through and you want to have that relationship, have that career and do all these things. And you're like, I know that I want it, but why isn't it happening? Pay attention to the patterns that keep sabotaging your success. Pay attention to the patterns that your ego keeps bringing up to protect you. And it is horrifying. It is not easy. It can be very scary. It is scary. It is very scary to try to change something you've been doing forever. (laughs) But uh, the good news is you can. And the hope is on the other side of this healing. But like Amanda said, the first step is really recognizing it and not letting it run off and take over the narrative. And so for me, um, maybe it's like a casting director, you know, and I really want to have a good relationship. But then I'll start thinking, oh, did I say something silly? Or what do they think of me? Or am I good enough? And all of this stuff. And what I'm really learning is that it isn't your business because it's just that it's not your job to manage that. You have to be who you are. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, I, I would like, let's all be nice, kind people. But if you're being yourself and you're being human, we're allowed to make mistakes. You have to keep coming back to you because something that has been very exhausting to me that I've done, and I don't want everybody else to be doing it, is just kind of like seeing someone else is upset and trying to change myself so they're more comfortable. I have always done that. I'm pretty, like a pretty big personality and I'm very outgoing and it's really just, I I mean, I usually get embarrassed two or three days after I do something. I could be like acting like a clown walking down the street and then it doesn't hit me till days later. And I'm grateful for that because it makes me live a pretty kooky life, honestly, because it doesn't catch up. But if I notice that big, bright personality, that joy if I notice it shakes people up and they're not happy with their lives, I will make myself smaller and be like, no, no, I can go away. But it's not my job. It's not my job to even care what they think about me. And it's not your job to care what people think about you and and go there. It's not your business that's in their head. That's their projections of life. That's what's happened to them. And 
only you can make yourself feel better. So you saw what Amanda did. She was like, oh, I got to go resolve this within myself. She didn't like call me up and be like, Janelle, don't get those headshots or something. I don't know. Right. Like that didn't make her feel better to tell me not to do the thing. She knew it was something she had to resolve. And so Amanda, what advice do you have for people that really feel like people can take their joy away from them if they don't think fondly of them? Like what, because you, you coach authenticity and prosperity and we know, hello, authenticity is the root of your true joy because you're completely aligned with yourself. And so what advice do you have for people whenever they are getting caught up in other people's projections when it, it, it's just not healthy or their business? Sure. So thank you. And you're right, Nellie. It's, it's the honesty of addressing that is something within you, not, in, not with them. That's the reality of it. And what I will say is that something that you are unhappy with or that you're not doing or doing it in action in your life is making you feel that way because you're trying to justify something. You're trying to uh, deflect the things that you're not doing. And so what happens is you start projecting that and not taking responsibility because guess what? It's so much easier to put the blame on somebody else. It's so much easier to like, well, what is she doing? Well, I could do that too. Like, it's so much easier to say these things. And the truth is, and the reason why I love so much about um, finding yourself authenticity is because just like Nell said, when, you know, when you're seven, before you're seven, you establish these behaviors. And even in middle school, it's very pinnacle in your, your childhood. Uh, for the longest time, my Im- the image of myself was never accepted amongst my classmates. I was always, um, there was always something made fun of, my hair, the fact that I was tall and skinny. And so I would constantly feel uh, that I had to perform to, to be able to be accepted and never for who I am as a whole. And so I understand and that went, like, went with me throughout my years. And then I started, you know, like what Nell said, oh, you feel uncomfortable, worry, I got you. Like, I'll make you feel more comfortable. It's this pleasing or, you know, creating a space where I'm not doing anything but being myself or trying to, and you feel intimidated by me. That's something that you have to address. I can't hold your hand every step of the way. So what I will say is my advice is to really dig in deep and ask yourself the question of like, what is it? What is the true feeling? Where is this coming from? Because in that moment when I felt that I'm like, oh, I don't really feel that way, honestly. And then two, like, where is it coming from? Is it something that I'm not doing or addressing? Or is it an older version of myself trying to creep in that I haven't quite healed yet? Or am I feeling insecure about something because things aren't working the way I want it to, whatever it is. Uh, it could be a variety of things, but that's when it's really important to ask the, again, ask that question of like, all right, so what's going on with me? What do I need? What is my body and my mind trying to tell me or hide? A lot of times it's trying to hide it. So you're kind of putting a veil and closing the curtain on something that you're not addressing. So I will say that it's just, it's, it's a hard place. It's, you know, you're in a, between a hard place and a rock because at that point, it can be really hard to admit and take responsibility for yourself and like 
your ego. Because I, at the end of the day, everybody's going to be who they choose to be and who they are. You can never change a person. Please know that. You can never change a person. A person's only going to change for themselves. And your success is not their success. And what they see love as, you don't see love as. And that's okay. That's when communication is important. That's when self-love is important, self-care. And working with, you know, Janelle, who's really good with, you know, career and mindset. That's when, if you're looking to have a career, your mindset is so important. And understanding and grappling the concept of success. Because when you start comparing your success to other people, you'll never be as successful as you want to, or you deserve to be, or, or, or destined to be, because you're comparing your success to other people. And you're never going to get what they have because you're not them, and they are you. You don't know their backstory. You don't know how much suffering they have dealt with. You don't even know what they're suffering with now. You just see the outside persona. So that's what we're going to say. I love it. So much, so much good advice there. And I hope everybody's listening that you're, you're, you're taking it in as it can be a, a hard lesson to learn, but there's no time. I think at the end of the day, that is the biggest point. You don't have the time to be in other people's heads. And there's so many people out there that really thrive on that. If they can tell that you will make yourself smaller so that they don't have to worry about going within themselves and healing themselves. And it's not good for anybody. It's not good, you know, and I don't really think there are bad people. I think there are a lot of people that are just deeply wounded and hurt and just spreading that all around. That's what I feel. I don't think you come into the world like that. So, you know, it's very painful to heal yourself, but that's how you're going to get to the next level. It's very painful to face your own demons and, like Amanda said, it's just pointing you, okay, why am I feeling this way? Oh, I mean, coaching the career stuff. I always tell people, focus on what you can control. What can you do? Are you being honest with yourself? You know, could you be doing more in various areas? Usually if you get jealous of somebody, it's because you know, you should be doing your own version of that. <laughs> You'll get jealous of something that isn't available to you, you know, a version of, I don't mean like somebody else's relationship like that's theirs but you can have your own relationship or job like Amanda was saying their career like you can have an acting career or whatever type of career that you want so jealousy can be cool in that way but then you know facing yourself and figuring out your own steps is so important and I just um you know we're wrapping up here but I just want to encourage everybody that at the end of the day we only have ourselves and Yes, community is huge and we have the mindset artistry, mindset artistry community for you, but you can't keep seeking external love. We're taught that love has to come from the outside and it's not true. Amanda will coach all about this. You know, <laughs> you have to have the vertical love before you can let the horizontal in. It's just, you'll never believe the horizontal love, love from other people, you won't believe that you're deserving of it if you don't even give it to yourself. And I always love that you teach other people how to treat you. So if you're treating yourself poorly, you're not respecting yourself, you're not taking care of yourself, why would anybody else? You have to be the example. It's like having children. It's like you want them off their phones and reading, then you pick up the book in their presence. It's just, you have to be the example for yourself and for other people. And... I had all types of crazy things. So everybody, it's okay. Like today, <laughs> this woman for seven years has been like saying to me, well, remember, you know, Janelle's big. 
I work in fashion. I'm a model. Like she's big. So we have to like, you know, whatever. And then, and then, you know, cause there's like these regular people or all this stuff. It all had like a negative connotation to it for like seven years. And then finally today she's talking to me and then she's just going on about, she's like, you know, because you're like a model and you're tall and everything looks good on you. And I was like, you know, everything looks good on me. Like this, you were complimenting me this whole time. Like you were like dragging me. And then the thing was, then she started going on. Well, she's like, well, you know, like I have broad, really broad shoulders and, you know, I'm kind of small and like all this stuff. And she just kind of did this like verbal vomit about like what she doesn't like about herself. And it is opposite of me. And I happen to think she's very beautiful, you know? So I was like, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so like, that's the point. It's kind of like a cosmic joke. Like you're like, the the way people are thinking, you're like, that is what you meant. That is what you were thinking that. And that's why I said in the beginning, remember everybody's walking around like these mini projectors, just projecting their idea of life, like onto you and everyone around them. And the beauty of that is you can change the movie anytime you want. But the only way you're going to do that is whenever you're loving yourself enough to believe that you deserve the movie that you want to have. Okay. So just pay attention to yourself and may, and the right people will come around. Uh, so before we jump off here, Amanda, do you have anything to add? <laughs> yeah. You know, similar to what you were saying, really take the time to love yourself internally uh, because a lot of times people think no, they know what love is and they actually don't. They're seeking love from other people and not truly love themselves. So when a person leaves or, you know, rejects you, you feel incomplete, you, you know, you feel desperate. And then you put yourself in situations that you know you don't belong in, that you know you're not worth, that they're not worthy of you because they haven't done the work. Or again, like you said earlier, a lot of people are carrying around their own pain and suffering and they don't know how to grapple with it. They're not doing the work. They did ever, were taught how to do the work. They don't know how to. It's a very difficult journey. And some people are not willing to do that either because they have to face themselves. You've got to face the dark sides of yourself, the shadows of yourself, the, the light. Yes, we all love versions of ourselves, but you're going to have to face these versions of yourself that, hi, that are not necessarily uh, received well, at least from your perspective. But, you know, at the end of the day, these are all versions of you that make you a whole. Without those versions, you wouldn't be who you are. But if you don't accept it and understand their uh, place or their value within your journey, then you're never going to feel uh, complete, feel whole, or feel like you have a life's purpose because you're so blinded by the external world. You're not doing the inner work. And again, it's not easy. We're here to tell you again, it's, it's so not easy, but it gets easier. It does get easier, but there are things that you're just going to have to face and go through and understand that the pain has to be felt. It has to be felt and released. So, and that's what we have mindset artistry for, to, to let you know that you're not alone. We're all going through pain. We're all, we all have suffering. You know, there's so much chaos and to feel like you, you, the doors are being shut on you or you don't feel like there's a space for you to to be who you are that's what we created this for we created this so that you can also excel 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindset Artistry. We hope you found our stories and tips motivating and helpful. Be sure to follow us here on Spotify for more episodes to help you master the art of your mindset.